0: She's on a passionate mission to change the lives of women. Since her days where she felt lost, had no one to confide in, had issues with body image and a terrible relationship with food, she now helps women to re-love themselves. On her journey of self-realization, she's participated in multiple fitness competitions, spoken on stages across Ontario, run boot camps for hundreds of clients, and provided professional makeup artist services for photo shoots, competitions, models, and magazines. These journeys and experiences have given her the expertise to help you achieve your own goals. Whether it be to lose weight, connect on a deeper level with your loved ones, or to learn just how important it is to take time for yourself, you'll feel amazing, beautiful, and strong. Welcome to Relove and Rise. This is your life coach, Amanda Gazzola. All right. This is Amanda from the Relove and Rise podcast. I am with the beautiful Lisa Browning of 1000 Trees today, and we're going to be talking about her story. Um, her books and she has a magazine. This is all stuff that she's created and I'm just so excited because she talks about speaking your truth and this is why I have her on here today. Welcome Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. How's your day (laughs) going so far?
1: A lot better now. We got the techie issues worked out. It's good. <laughs> yes, yeah, for
0: those of you that are listening, we definitely, there's always something you learn as you go along with the tech issues, and they don't ever stop. If anything, you just know how to bounce through them a lot quicker. <laughs> Anyways, Lisa, thank you. So I just wanted you to explain a little bit about who you are to our viewers. And okay.
1: Uh, well, my my whole passion in this life, Amanda, is to empower other people uh, by telling our stories and speaking our truth. I think it's so important that that we do that. That we acknowledge, even even if we've been through difficult times and darkness, that it's by honoring that darkness that we can find our way to the light. So I, I do, I'm a publisher, editor, writer. Um, my company, One Thousand Trees, is we do publishing, and I do an online magazine. But it is all in the health, wellness, creativity, and empowerment
0: area. Oh, that's beautiful. So how did this all start? How did you get started? Um, because obviously you went to school for something a little bit more different, but how did you get to this part of your life? Well,
1: actually, I went to school for English, so it's kind of, I've come full circle, but um, about nine, ten years ago, I was doing a lot of volunteer work, and I was on a lot of committees and going to a lot of meetings, and I finally decided I didn't want to do that anymore, um, I didn't want to just sit in meetings and you know so I I quit everything but I've always believed that you have to that you should give back so I thought all right well I got to replace all these things that I stopped doing and I my background is publishing I've worked in publishing for 20 years in Toronto always wanted to have a magazine so it kind of grew from that I mean I I have a dog and I walk her on the trail and all the ideas just filter down when I do that and it's it's sort of manifested from there and I started with the online magazine from that when I was getting a lot of people writing for me I thought I I should do a book so again the ideas on the trail um and that's what I did I started the I did the first sharing anthology which was women's empowerment stories in 2013 that's what catapulted everything. So when that the word got out about that, that's when people then contacted me saying, Oh, I didn't know you do books. And so it's grown from that.
0: Oh, that's so wonderful. That's so wonderful. I just want to change it up a little bit right now, because I just want to say that for those of you that don't know, Lisa was up for the Women of Distinction Award about a couple of weeks ago now. The, the gala was about, yeah, the gala was on May the 3rd. May the 3rd. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just, so for those of you that don't know, the Women of Distinction Award is a bunch of entrepreneur, women entrepreneurs that come together and support each other, but also being honored in regards to all the work that they've done and the community that they created, and I just want to say congratulations. Well, to that. thank
1: you. It was quite the honor, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. But that's awesome that like you created something and it's through passion that you've been following, following your heart and not letting that stop you. That's really right. huge. And um, it's not to say it's ever easy, all these things that you go through, but what has, what has kept you following this path? You know, cause it's, you know, we're in, we're in the arts type of world where, you know, sometimes it's tough because you're trying to get yourself out there constantly. So how would have you stayed on course?
1: Well, wow, there's a question. <laughs> um, just, just hope. I mean, uh, when I went through what I went through, which was an emotionally and verbally abusive relationship, which landed me in in Homewood, to be honest with you, um, I had two options at that point. It was give up or get up. So, I, I, and I don't honestly do do not know what got me up, but I guess it was the. I didn't want to just. I didn't want to just give up. So, yeah, I, um, just even a little glimmer
0: of hope. I think sometimes
1: is all somebody needs.
0: Hundred percent. That's a, and it's true. And it's always the simple. It's, it's the simple things. It's nothing sexy about you know hope. But at the same time, like it's up to you to find that hope and to figure out what's working, what's not, and how to just change the approach every time. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And even though it was was just a
1: little, you know, just a little something that was good that happened. It's like, okay, (laughs) then you build on that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's how I teach all my clients. I'm just bringing it back because people, I want people to understand that like it's changing your approach, right? Whenever it's not working, you just change it. And whatever little bit happens and which is, I believe a little bit of gratitude, you're like, you're very thankful for these things happening that little bit that builds that momentum and that confidence to keep pushing forward
1: exactly exactly if you had told me five to six years ago that i would have been on the river run stage as a woman of distinction
0: i wouldn't have believed you <laughs> not for a second Well, you belong to be on that stage, but I know what you're saying where like, you just never know where, where where stuff's going to take you. Where like little things that you do that build up over time, it brings you on to stages of that magnitude right there. Exactly. Right. So why do you believe that telling our stories and speaking our truth is so important? It's
1: owning your, it's owning your again your darkness and your light it's all of the things that have happened to you i mean i believe everything happens for a reason and i believe that that reason is our highest good a lot of people don't want to deal with the bad stuff and sort of sweep it under the rug no it never happened i can't i can't handle and i i quite honestly was like that for a bit I thought, no i don't want to look at this because it's not pretty but once i did then that's that's the only way that you can get past it you have to you have to acknowledge it and again if you have the faith that it happened for a reason and that reason was to make you a better person or a stronger person, that's that's the power
0: in it all. It does take a bit to get to as a person that was trying to seek that for a long period of time. And I could I, I know the day that it happened when things started switching, but it took so long to get to accepting where I was and accepting that, you know, I can be the change if I want to change the world, like I'd be the change that you want to see right but it how for you like I remember the day. how how do you define like you know accepting where you're at it to you know knowing that you have to do these little steps to to move forward right how do you how did you recognize that
1: um a lot of it was the was the help that I got through homewood. I did a lot of their courses and their workshops and their counseling services um i think we're we live in a shame-based society i think a lot of the time and you know oh i should have been stronger oh i shouldn't have let this happen oh i shouldn't have done this you got to get past those shoulds and should nots and realize you know what it's it is what it is i yeah, so coming to, coming to that realization that I'm not, I'm not a bad person, I'm, you know, and then there's the whole victim issue. Are you a victim or are you a creator? Um, that's a tough one. And a lot of people will stay stuck in a victim stance. Well, this is, I'm a, you know, I was abused. Well, that's your victim story. Once you get past the
0: victim story,
1: I think that's when you can, that you can grow.
0: 100%. You're so right there um, because it was, you know, it came with my whole family, my friends, like saying that I needed to seek help. And it's just like, okay, you know what? I gave up. I'm like, you know what? This is what I need to do because obviously everything that I'm doing is not working right now. And so this is what you, you know, and because they're acknowledging it, like that's where, you're like, okay, they're acknowledging that I have to accept that this is the way it is right now to switch that state so that you become a little bit more I don't want to say it, like it is enlightenment but when you become more I became more excited for little things like you know recognizing that I'm given this time so let's I have to make this change this is this is not going to probably happen again this is like where I need to do something in order to make my relationships better and you start feeling more purposeful because I need to do this right right yeah and but a lot of
1: the help for me, too, came from the people that I was associating with and writing things for me. That that was, you know, I had all these people writing awesome articles about empowerment and, and how creativity helps them and all those kind of things. So it's like, okay, I get that.
0: <laughs> totally. And that's like, you can't ask for a better space and a better time. Like, they start figuring out to, in being in a, you know, that was like, that's a godsend right there. Like, more people would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm here. But you took that part where like you know that you're so grateful that you have that like that people like that to get you to where for sure yeah for sure that's wonderful that and that's like that's that's kind of where the inspiration probably started coming from too right exactly
1: exactly yeah and then I mean that's it's grown ever since from that even now there's books that I do but I also as you know I do the sharing evenings and bring speakers in and and trying to connect people, I've, I've been called the master create not creator, master connector. And I, oh, that's I like that. <laughs> I like that because it's so important. When we're so the the Women of Distinction event was called it takes a village, and that's what it is. We're not
0: alone here. We do, yeah. Especially how we feel now, it's in our day. Most people tend to feel alone, and it's little doing those little things like going out on the Thursdays to sharing stories events that you carry. Like I, you don't know what's out there until you start really taking that adventurous part, this uh, adventurous part, like exploring these opportunities that are out there because then nothing's going to come to you. You have to go to it. So knowing that there's a community of people that are willing to listen and hear your story and be there for you and it's, it's like at first you're like, whoa, I can't believe that there's things like that even exist like this. I feel like so safe. It's nice to have a community like that when you feel like you don't have anything. Right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So does this have an impact on, so you, well, I know we kind of just touched based on all of this stuff, but do you believe that you've, and this is a big loaded question, that you've raised an impact on people reading and hearing your stories, the books that you read, the magazines—definitely—and only
1: because I've been told that. I mean, I wouldn't assume anything for uh, how my effect on other people is is. But um, I've been told that. I've been given—you know—people contact me when I spoke when I spoke public publicly about my story. A lot of people contacted me after that and said it gave them hope, and I that that's why I do what I do. Um, and I've had feedback on. The books and the you know the sharing evenings and all of that. So yeah, it's it's a powerful thing when you
0: when you are in a group like that. Was it hard to start t- telling your story at, when you <laughs> first first? Because your story deals with verbal and mental abuse, right? Right. Um, it's not an easy thing to go through, especially when you're telling people and you're trying to still protect a lot of stuff that's going on in your life, especially with your family. So like,
1: how did that feel for you? It was difficult. I mean, the first time I told it, it was in writing. So it was in the first sharing anthology and after I, uh, and it was very interesting because I went, I had a friend who has a log cabin up in the country and I went up there, sat in his living room and that story wrote itself, which is like, it took me an hour and it's done. <laughs> okay. Then, um, but it was after the book came out, after it was published, it's like, oh my God, what have I done? Because <laughs> there it is. And a lot, a lot of the people in those books have said the same thing. It's like, oh, no, now it's there. But that was good. It was a good way to, to launch it. Um, it, did, it took me another, oh, five years, I guess. Four years. Four years before I spoke publicly about it. That was interesting. <laughs> that was, that was interesting. more it's difficult. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're in the moment and you're looking at these people as you're talking but that was a total out of body experience
0: (laughs) I don't doubt that especially yeah totally I find that like as we do a lot more when I'm speaking and doing a lot more like I blank out after where I'm like I don't even know what I just said
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah exactly I did I don't remember I remember all the other speakers that came after me but I don't remember talking to anybody I don't know who was there it was crazy
0: yeah. It is a little out-of-body experience. Um, what is your personal truth?
1: Again, just uh, you, have to, you have to go through your darkness to find your light. There's always light, it's, and everything happens for a reason. That's the big thing for me. And I think now coming back to your other question, that's what got me through all of this because I thought, okay, this happened for a reason also. I'm a firm believer in that we we choose the life that we're living um, because there's a there's a sacred contract. There's something we have to learn, and something we have to teach. What our our biggest lesson is, what we should be, I believe, teaching other people or
0: or helping other people through. That's wonderful. It's so true. I I like I know I keep saying that because. Literally everything, every person that I had on here, it's, it's no secret that we have we, we choose the life we wanna live. And it's up to us to be the change that we want to see. And you know, the universe, God, and all this, it is, it's it basically we are, we are the, that person that be the change that we wanna see. It's us that gets, has the choice. Nothing, Absolutely. there is a stronger power out there, but it's because the belief is in the stronger power absolutely absolutely and i just think it's wonderful like of the resiliency that you have come through and you know it's just going to show you what builds you only get stronger every time and you bounce back even quicker every time because you don't let whatever's happening define who you are which is exactly great
1: yeah exactly yeah i learned that as i say five years ago it was an entirely different place i was still vulnerable i was still Wounded. Uh, I'm not wounded anymore. And that's, that's the big change. I think they say if you if you can tell your story without crying, then you know, you've healed. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: a good one for sure. <laughs> Still working through that. <laughs> I but it's nice. Sometimes when you show that vulnerability to people because, you know, it just it gets them to show you that this shit is real, like nothing is uh, sugar-coated, it's because you are literally speaking your truth and speaking your why, why you do what you do.
1: Right, exactly, and that's what I try to coach people through, and I was out, uh, had a meeting with two people, one of one of whom knows me really well, the other one had just met me, and the one that had just met me all of a sudden started telling her story to me, and she's like, how did that happen, and the, the woman that knows, has known me forever, she's like, That's what she does. She draws your story out of you. And I thought that was quite the compliment. That is, well, that's what you do.
0: Yeah, that is, like, that's why you do what you do. Exactly right there. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not a thing, you know, people think, well, you're telling all this personal stuff and all your dirty laundry. It's not voyeurism. It's, It's a way to help other people. Because if people see that, oh, look, she's gone through the same thing that I'm going through and made it, it gives them hope. Well, maybe I can do that too.
0: It's true. I attended this uh, three-day seminar uh, a couple years ago, and it was me and my husband, we both attended it, and um, we had to basically speak our, speak our truth, and um, what it was, the exercise is you can't speak, so you let the one, you write down your whole story, and we weren't supposed to be together and partnered up, but because of what we were going through, I'm like, I'm like, no, we need to be together. We need to listen because we weren't allowed to interrupt and speak through the 15 minutes of speaking your story and how you grew up and how you feel the way you feel and etc. So I, um, I went first and it was hard because you know, you have your loved one right there listening to you and it's speaking like this raw deep truth of all the stuff and burden and shit that you're going through where you not even like you're no one knows about it but you. And so it was really powerful and then listening to Kevin or listening to Kevin speak was exactly like it was a it was a big eye opener for me in our relationship because I literally got to listen. It's his stuff that I had never even known about. It helps me understand him a lot better. And sometimes like, it's so important to be able to speak that way to these the, your close ones around you because you have no idea what other people are thinking what they're going through. And if anything, you have a better understanding of who somebody is, which is important. And exactly. that helps us connect on a deeper level of our relationship where now it's like, I, you let things go a lot quicker and bounce off quicker because like you're like, oh that's not coming from a place of harm it's coming from a place of understanding right
1: exactly exactly, and another thing too, I just I'm thinking of things as you're speaking um one of the one of the toughest things for me and for I think a lot of people is not taking things personally, so you know when somebody's acting out or or mistreating you or whatever that's their stuff that's not your stuff, and that's empowering as well because you know i when you get into this victim mode why is this happening to me why are you doing this to me well they're not they're not doing it to you they're it's their own issues and that's something
0: that's quite empowering when you can really embrace that that truth i agree that it's there's something liberating by letting that stuff just go where you're like well, that's not my deal right there where you can just bounce it off where it doesn't affect i agree it's a great yeah. place to get to knowing when to let go of those things because they don't mean anything in the end. Exactly, exactly.
1: So we're going to switch
0: things up and I want to know what, because you're a woman of many hats, um, what does your morning routine look like? <laughs> well,
1: it's really funny. I was talking to people when I was, uh, I'm, I'm single and I thought if I ever started dating again, I'd have to have somebody that's really understanding because I'd have to say, well, I, I'm usually in bed by eight so which is true so i go to bed super early because i get up early i'm up between four and five i um do a bit of journaling and then i'm at my computer by four thirty at the latest i work because uh, i have a full-time job as well my 1000 trees is my my sideline business even though it's pretty much full-time as well so i work at the computer from four thirty through till about seven on my own client stuff and then i ready for my day job walk my dog from 7 30 to 8 on that trail that gives me all my inspiration and i work from 8 30 to 4 30 back at 5 walk the dog and then evenings or if i have more client work to do i do it similarly on weekends trying to make a little bit better balance now the issue and do things just for fun or just for me which is difficult only because I don't look at 1000 trees work as work. It's my passion. I love it and I get lost in it. But if there's a danger in that because then I don't stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I totally get that <laughs> 120% because it is so, it, because yeah, it's easy to get lost because that's like where a lot of the inspiration, creativeness and purpose feels. So you're like, yes. oh my God. And yeah, time <laughs> goes by so quickly. And you're like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> It does, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, so' like for in order for me to be up that early i'm I'm sleeping pretty early, so, but it works for me. I love the mornings. They're quiet. The dog comes in, sits beside me at, in my office here, and yeah, here oh. birds.
0: <laughs> so what do you we got your we got that. So what do you like to do for fun other than your work?
1: I love spending time with my granddaughter. She's five and she's a delight. Um, She gets me to play. It's quite funny because I'm not a big, I tend to be pretty serious, even though I've got a really warped sense of humor, I'm told. But (laughs) we were out at one point and she got me on, you know, one of these, um, the jungle gym kind of things, um, um, pretending that it was a boat and and all of this stuff. And it was, I don't normally do that. So... But with her, she brings that out in me. So I do that. I like going to theater and um, movies, that sort of thing. I, I try to do some what's called creative excursions, which is, you know, either going to an art gallery or going
0: stuff like that as well nice that's awesome it's just nice to see like what people do other than their entrepreneur and work all the time because you know it, that is where all the creative juices come is when you're in the playground playing with your granddaughter or going to the theater where you get to see people like and live curiously through them or exactly feel it, that feeling of like oh i wonder what this would be like and whatnot yeah
1: yeah that's true um yeah the creative side of things I I definitely that gives me inspiration for sure
0: how long have you been journaling for
1: oh as long as I can remember and now sorry every day yep I do it in the morning and I do it at night so first thing in the morning when I get up and just last thing before I go to bed
0: do you keep all your journals from like throughout the years
1: Well, it's funny, I do now, but I I journaled all through high school and at one point when I was in university, I thought, okay, I looked at it as baggage and I got rid of them all. (laughs) I've kicked myself ever since. Every day I wrote. So I had something written every day of my whole entire high school career. Uh, Well, that would have been really cool. Not that I ever go back and read things, but um, just to have it. So yeah, I I keep them now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I definitely keep mine as well. But yeah, I would have loved to have had those like little blurbs from high school or just like seeing that feeling because when you're writing your story, you're like, oh, I can go back in there. But I'm like, I don't have it. Damn it. So, oh, that's wonderful. So I ask everyone three questions. So you know, because of your experience growing up and regardless of where you're at, you know, three things that have absolutely you have changed your life that you would want to tell somebody that are going through similar things or different things. But regardless, what are three things that you would take that you've learned from that you would want to, that you would want to help somebody with?
1: Wow. Um, I didn't have or don't have the most supportive family in the world. Uh, number of reasons for that. So that was difficult growing up. And I was also, there was 11 years difference between my sister and I and 15 between my brother and I. So I was the surprise. (laughs) Uh, And didn't get as nurtured as I should have. So I think that now when I'm looking back um, at why I have some of the feelings and issues that I do, it's this whole inherent thing of I wasn't wanted, I wasn't nurtured, I wasn't loved. So therefore I'm not important. So that was a huge thing for me. And again, getting to the point where it's, why did it happen? Uh, And yeah, so I know that 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 was part of this whole feeding. And that's what led me to the abusive relationship because I thought, well, so, and there's, that's the second for sure, the abusive relationship. Um, Third thing is the best thing, which is my, again, the birth of my granddaughter who has taught me so much for five, I mean, she's just, This whole ray of sunshine and light so that's that's not a challenge certainly that was a that was a blessing but um, and got me to look at things
0: got me to play and lighten up a little bit totally so through those like especially the two things what are what are what helped you overcome what did you learn from those experiences to help to get you to where you like are now for the strength and what you needed to work on. What are the couple things like from those things that happened that got you, that are going to help you, would help somebody else?
1: Just the whole, this was supposed to happen. Um, There's a quote that I have, some, I can't find it now, but it was, it's basically talking about that. You're exactly where you're meant to be. Everything that has happened to this point in your life was supposed to happen to get you to where you are and I do, I read a lot of Carolyn Mace, Mace, uh, and she did the one sacred contracts, and there's the archetypal stuff, and it all totally makes sense to me, and when I, and Bruce Lipton, who um, did Journey, not Bruce Lipton, anyway, it doesn't matter, Journey of Souls, again, the whole, you pick this life, and you're here for a reason, Um, so yeah, so just looking at, not as it, why, why did this have to happen to me well this had to happen to you because you chose this life and you're meant to help other people through similar
0: things nice so, yeah, acceptance exactly. Like,
1: and, exactly yeah that's a
0: hard one for many people
1: it is a very hard one yeah it was very
0: difficult for me to do it but
1: when I got to the point that I went, oh so everything's okay and everything's okay that's another another thing I was my mother's favorite saying when I was growing up was, you're not on this, three, three things, you're not on this earth to be happy, whatever can go wrong will go wrong, and you're going to cry before you go to sleep. That's how I was raised. Wow. <laughs> so trying to challenge that and say, no, nah, no, nah, that's, that's not it. I'm here to be happy. I'm going to sing before I sleep, and
0: whatever can go right will go right. That's, that's a huge thing to separate to know that like to challenge that because you, you look at and you know, same idea, you look at your parents, like they know everything and that they are like, that's who you strive to be when you're younger, because like you see them as like these people that you know, they're strong, they, they're successful, they, they are, they're working it, they've been around this earth for so long, and so, and learning how to separate those feelings from, like, well, you know, why do I feel like, you start wondering why you feel the way you feel, you wonder where these things come from, why, like, you have these, like, um, like, where your chest is closing, and you're like, I don't, like, this doesn't feel right, this is not who I am, and separating all those, it's hard to, it come into your own person and your own being when you are feeling what you're feeling but you don't want to feel like you're hurting someone else's feelings and exactly my a little bit right
1: yeah 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 and I mean I know that my mother had those beliefs because she was probably told that something similar from her own mother It carries on
0: it does, totally, and it's like up to you to change that because that's obviously not how you want to run things and do things, but it's not saying that what your mom is doing wrong, it works for her, but this is what needs to work for you, and that's a pretty empowering to come to, to that decision. Right, for sure. Oh, that's wonderful. So, Lisa, how can people find you?
1: My main website is 1000trees.com. It's all words, not not numbers, so 1000trees, all one word. Uh, from there, I've got various websites, um, but there there are links. There are links on from my main website to all of my other ones. I've got a big Facebook presence as well. That's where I do most of my promotion and connection and and all of that.
0: Oh, wonderful! And we'll have this all in the description box when uh, when we publish this, and so people awesome. can figure out where to go to. But. Uh, I just want to thank you so much for being a part of the Re-Love and Rise podcast. It was such a pleasure talking to you and learning even more about who you are and um, you know how you started the One Thousand Trees. You just are such a wonderful human being, and congratulations on your uh, Wealth Human Distinction Award again. Thank I you think so much. You did amazing. Thank you so much, Amanda. This was great. Well, hello there. Did you love the episode on the and Rise podcast? Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is really, 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 really appreciated. But really appreciated. Really, really appreciated. If you would love to connect with us, head over to ReLoveAndRise.com and do not forget to sign up for our newsletter for more free material. See you on the next episode.